to episode four of Spellstorm Miniatures. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Dan. And uh, we just like to talk about games. Our goal here is to inspire you to play more. This episode, we're going to do a couple updates. We're going to talk about some recent uh, War Machine and Hordes events. And uh, we're also going to be talking about um, some upcoming events. And we're very excited about those. Uh, but our main topic today, when we kind of get into the meat of the episode, is we're going to talk about theme forces, and we're going to talk about them from the perspective of being a newer player. Uh, Dan, how long have you been playing War Machine and Hordes? Yeah, so I'm coming, I think, on about a year right now, yeah. um, is when I kind of first picked up the, the battle box and started getting into it, but I really didn't until, until like January time frame, really. Yeah. So and I and even though I've been playing, I guess when Mark III kind of came out, I still count myself a newer player. So we're gonna be talking about that when we get there. Um, but I want to ask you first: um, in the last couple of weeks, have you played any new games, Dan? Ah, uh, new, not so much. I haven't. <laughs> okay. It's the time frame. It's the time. That's okay. Yep. Well, I have the privilege of uh, sharing with our audience this morning that uh, I played KeyForge yesterday. So uh, Keyforge is the brand new card game. Um, it's being published by Fantasy Flight. And the maker, what's his name? I think it's Richard Garfield, I think is the guy's name. He's the guy who created Magic. All right. And so, and we all know Magic. I mean, it really has fueled our industry. It, magic alone supports game stores in some communities. And so everyone knows um, the game Magic and and, uh, and our, and everyone, everyone has a Magic story, you know? So anyway, he created Keyforge. A lot of excitement, a lot of fanfare. Go online, a lot of places have it sold out now. Mm-hmm. There's a two-player starter box you can pick up. I was sitting at uh, Portland Game Store yesterday. I was going there to meet up with Jason. And um, and Jesse was there, and he was waiting to get in a Journeyman League game, and he had picked up two of the $10 packs. Do you know anything about Keyforge, Dan? No, I don't know. I know Magic, but I don't know Keyforge. Ooh, well, let me tell you, Keyforge, it's, compl- it's an entirely new beast. So instead of being an individual card-collecting game the way that Magic is, where you can you know, buy a starter and you can customize that deck, right. uh, the way the Keyforge works is each deck is set. You can never customize it. it, it it's, mm-hmm. it's fixed. And, and all the decks are apparently, I think, computer-generated uh, randomly. And, and so every deck is absolutely unique. They even have their own unique names. And, uh, and when you get your deck, there's 37 cards in the deck. Um, uh, 12 of three different houses. And that's really how uh, Keyforge works, is you have these, these cards that represent the houses. And, so, and it's fixed. And, and you don't really know what you're going to get, I guess. Um, and the 37th card is the one that tells you what's in your deck, but it also has this QR code that, that players can scan and things like that. So here, here's how it works. So on your turn, you have um, X number of cards in your hand. I think player one gets seven on, on the first turn or something, but subsequent turns you have like six cards in your hand. And and you have to play, You have at the beginning of your turn, you have to pick a house you can only play from that house that turn mm-hmm. now there's some catch to it because there's some other cards that may trigger some other things and things like that um, so um, but I had um, so for example um, you know if I have five 
shadows in my hand, which against Jesse yesterday I did. Um, I that turn I said oh, I'm playing shadows, and then the trick is then the order of operations. There's there's no mana. You could play any card, and things trigger when they get played. Things like that. Um, but the really cool thing is is the entry point, if real minimalist entry point, Dan, ten bucks. Yeah, that's an excellent uh, starter point. You can't really beat that. <laughs> no, um, and I just want to say thanks to uh, Jesse yesterday. He he's the one who bought the bought the two packs, and and he just hey you, you want to play, and and he was the one who kind of wrestled through the rules real quick. Um, the only downside is if you just get the the single player pack, you don't get any tokens. The advantage of getting the the two player starter box is that, that you have tokens to use. So. Also, if you want to give it to a buddy. So you'd say the rules were pretty easy to pick up, you know, for the most part? Yeah, and, and you know, and I would say the artwork um, is very accessible, too. It doesn't have the, um, it's not real dark, it's not real gritty. Right. Um, it's it's kind of light fantasy. You know what it really kind of reminds me of, to be honest, is um, uh, Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition. The artwork for 4th Edition was so much more lighter than the artwork for 3rd Edition. You know, in three five, yeah, and um, and I mean, eventually they started incorporating some more darker stuff as more supplements started being released in fourth edition. But, but it kind of reminded me of that. It's kind of kind of playful, kind of All like D and D fourth edition meets Avatar: The Last Airbender kind of art. I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Right. So I, I, theoretically, you know, um, a, a younger younger player could probably pick it up and 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 enjoy it and not be offended by the art or anything. That's good, so. especially if you have kids and everything. Yeah. One of the houses that I that was in my deck actually um, reminded me a lot of the Protector of Menoth hmm. um, style. So I think the name of the card was Inspiration or something, and it, it looked epic. So, well, Dan, let's let's kind of transition a little yep. bit, and I got a question for you. Uh, the question that I have for you comes from um, another podcast that I was listening to. I was listening to, I think, uh, uh, I think it was White Noise. Which is uh, no, I think I was listening to a historical podcast, uh, or historical miniatures podcast, and uh, they were talking about it. And so the question is: Are you a player who paints, or a painter who plays? Yeah, that's the uh, kind of the interesting. I know I think we talked about a little bit on our first episode about how the hobby side of it, and you know, how I enjoy that part of it. Um, sometimes more than others. Um, I can save that for a Harvey desk talk a little bit later when I'm working on now, but it's, it's been kind of both ways a little bit for me. I got, you know, obviously got sucked in a little bit by the rules, the universe, the, you know, stompy robots, casters, beast, steampunky, you know, good yeah. fun. But I do enjoy the, the painting aspect of it. And oddly enough, lately I find myself, I have more time to paint and I'm actually spending more time painting than I am playing. <laughs> so I guess right now I'm a painter who plays, but you know, hopefully I'll get, you know, I'll be more of a player who paints occasionally when a new model comes out. Yeah. It's funny how, um, the expectation of different communities. Um, so, you know, when you, when you walk into a GW store, they want you to, play painted models like that's their expectation is to have painted models on the table and you know and when I look at uh, small skirmish games like Infinity or Malifaux there's a huge push towards having painted models it's a little bit easier because you're dealing with fewer models there because yes. it's a skirmish scale game but um, and you know and each and each company actually has their own like 
all three of those, GW, Weird, and Corvus Belly, they all have um, like a, a prize, a painted prize award that they give out to players, you know, um, at different times in, yeah. in the year and things like that. And so, and so painting is definitely um, part of the emphasis of the game. Um, War Machine recently, I think it was this year, they dropped the painted requirements for uh, for their events. Is yeah, that true? On some, yeah, because yeah. it used to be, was it Masters or Champions that yeah, had a painted requirement? Yeah, and now and, they don't. Yeah, now it's kind of off, which, I mean, I get it makes it more accessible, but yeah. then at the same time, I mean, I, I am one of those who I like, I like seeing them painted too, right? You know, I think... We were playing one game, and I had, you know, my gators of all different colors, and there was a Grimkin, you know, actually, Jeff's Grimkin had a lot of colors, and it was kind of like, that would be a cool-looking match on the table. You know, it, it, it does yeah. make it visually appealing, and I get yeah. it when there are people coming in the store. It sucks people in when there's painted, you know, even if it's just that three-color-up type of uh, scheme or... Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I guess to answer my own question, I think I'm a player who paints, but I really want to paint more. And uh, when we get to the hobby desk, I have an idea for you, and oh. and so we can we can talk about that at the, towards the end of the episode. But um, I think, and I think a lot of the players in our community, um, I think they all want to be painters. Yeah. Um, but but we are players, and that's that's truth. So, um, well, let's let's kind of uh, shift gears a little bit, and maybe we could talk about some of our most recent events that have taken place. Uh, you were at the PGS quarterly two with a vengeance yes. event um, but you didn't play did you correct i was trying out our new technique of getting some videos so we can post some bat reps of our nice. of our local community um obviously it'd be great you know if we finally get the time we'll put some of ours up but it was uh, it was a learning curve i thought i had my camera figured out a little bit and it kind of gave me some issues that i <laughs> wasn't expecting um, oh, okay yeah really uh, the the first game, um, which was you know, which was a great learning and you know involved Oz there, so it's kind of yeah reluctantly right. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure if I'll use that one as much because it the the camera had an auto shut off time, so I had to keep hitting record, and mm. so I, I have gaps in that game. The second one, actually, it was going good, it was looking good, and then I think the camera ran out of battery. Oh bummer! And I didn't realize you know didn't realize that, and yeah. so there was. 30 minutes and 10 minutes respectively on um, the death clocks for the players I mean they're both good looking armies like it was a cool looking game from what I saw of it one of the, one side was pine right and and she's the one yeah. the, the scar three yeah yeah yes yeah it's gorgeous good model yeah so yeah. Uh, so that was a little bit of a bummer um, third game actually turned out all right so should be able to work and get that one just kind of playing with the editing and then the fourth round just disappeared it just didn't record, and, that, yeah. and I'm going to blame user error on that. Um, mainly me, because I was one in charge of pushing the button, <laughs> and apparently I don't know how to push buttons well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's just kind of one of those weird things. But you think you hit record, and then I don't know. Maybe the guys didn't like it and just deleted it. <laughs> oh no! No, I doubt it. But uh, it, so. it's it's yeah on the video. Yeah. So I'm going to work on getting those better, and then hopefully we can get those starting to nice. post better. Well, while you were trying to figure out your camera, I was trying to figure out Doctor Arcadius. So um, I have this problem where I like to show up to events with armies I've never played. <laughs> yeah. So so round one, um, you know, I have a little bit of experience with Carver. So I, so I just played Carver round one. It's just kind of a get warmed up kind of thing. And then, uh, and then the, the rest of the day, I just played a Dr. Arcadius. 
And in round two, I played Aaron Allen, who represented the U.S. in the WCT team, uh, uh, team event in August. And and after our game, um, uh, he talked to me a little bit about how Dr. Arcadius is supposed to work. And um, it's something I, I didn't I didn't see the interaction as clearly, mm-hmm. and so and so once once he told me about that, um, and then I just for the rest of the day tried to figure it out. And then in round four, I was playing Harry York, one of our local guys, who's really awesome and um, who also has a nicely painted Scar Three. Just want to point that out. Um, and uh, um, so I went into the tank like turn three or turn two. I mean, it it was not very many turns into the game. Um, It took me a long time to go, okay, I have to do this, then this, then this, activate this, this, you know, kind of thing. And um, and he stood there and asked me a couple questions. And I mean, he was very gracious because I I know it was the end of a day and here I am trying to figure out how my army works and he's probably wants to just play and, (laughs) you know. Get packed up, go home. Yeah, it's so... uh, (laughs) Um, and so, thank big, huge thanks to Harry for, for his patience, um, but then also to Aaron for his instruction. Um, I kind of figured out the trick. Uh, now the goal is just to practice it and, and have the muscle memory and and things like that. Um, so there was a there's a fun interaction in the middle of the table with a with a um, uh, with a, a house, you know, and and trying to figure out how to get around the house and. At a Gitterman Witch Doctor, which apparently gives ghostly yes. for a turn, and, and so um, I forgot this. I forgot one key thing, which would have made the whole thing so easy, and that is seeing a huge base. You can see the huge base, <laughs> so line of sight is still oh, an no. issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though you're behind that forest, he can you can see it, but oh, it can't see you. I know <laughs> it's so unfair. I think um, I actually ended up losing all four rounds to clock. Um, so I, I was up on scenario in every round, except for against Aaron Allen. We we were tied three three on CP um, at game's end, and so um, uh, and so once again once again my focus on trying to develop as a player by by playing to the scenario um, is is showing itself. Um, but the biggest issue is just obviously knowing your army, but then also the the mu- muscle memory that comes with, comes with practice. So um, I thought it was a fantastic event. It was the second quarterly um, this year. And this year and this time around, we had 24 players. And Ben, ben runs a smooth event. So um, it's, uh, this one was hosted by PGS. And so the winners got like in-store credit at the Portland Game Store and things like that. And, and, once, and once again, some folks came um, from farther than just Portland. Uh, round one, I played Adam Stewart. He's a veteran player from the Seattle area and uh, he actually used borrowed models that day uh, he played circle and uh, and he was he uh, he's a good opponent um, because at the beginning of the round um, he, he's very clear he, he covered covers terrain he explains where he's gonna roll if a, if a die falls out of that area it doesn't count as a roll like he's and there's even one one scenario where he rolled what he needed to hit but one of the dies had hopped compartments into the smaller compartment, and he picked it up and re-rolled that die, and and and, and he missed. Um, so he so he, he stuck to his own boundaries. That's good, you know, which was uh, you know, as a kind of a newer player to to see a veteran player respect the game like that and 
you know, to kind of walk you through that. That's that was really cool. Um, I played Adam Nydeck from from Eugene. Um, he's awesome. He's just he's so super chill, and he has a groovy painting. He's a, like a green scorner, man. You know, and so um, and so it was just a great day, just to know that you know that that event attracted so many people from you know from areas. Love to see some players from Ben come over the mountain and. Yeah. You know, for that, so well, that's pretty neat. Like I said, it was you know that, that good group of people, and you just people hang out, and it was like that greenish teal scorn army, right? Yeah, yeah. I played Adam on the yeah the other one too, and um, but no, it was really great. I got to see some of your game, you know, a little bit of pieces of your games there, and it was always nice. Like I said, you know, the first round he was like, oh yeah, you kind of didn't, you know, at the end of it, it's like you know help coach her again a little bit, like oh yeah. this guy totally could have taken this, and you're like oh hey, and then against Aaron even mid game he's like well you know gave you a suggestion cuz it's like yeah. you were kind of stalled out there for a little bit i think oh and, man you know i was in the, i felt like i was in the tank the whole day right. <laughs> it was just my brain was exploding with thinking but you got a good um, learning out of it and everything yeah, so yeah. well and i had built Rorsch and Brian the night before and i've never so i've never used them but like every player i played against all knew what Rorsch and Brian did ninja they pick. all knew what i did that yeah. i didn't <laughs> you got a ninja pick that thing pop that smoke and yeah. move around yeah so um, yeah, that's great. So, uh, and immediately after that event, the Portland Journeyman League started. Yes. Are you participating in that? I am not. Oh, man, you really need to. I know. Um, it's it's great. Week one just wrapped up yesterday. Uh, Oz, get this, is rocking Kador for the event. And and I committed to Scorn, and so I am I'm rocking Scorn. Right. So... And uh, I had a weird game last week where I was playing. I was playing Travis Mancorver at uh, at um, Portland Game Store, and I had a Titan Gladiator, and uh, and he was ready to just eat a Mangler, and um, so I, you know, did all the right things, mortality and rage, you know, and and I was gonna, and and I could not draw a line of sight because of a forest, but I could just walk over to the mangler and then just buy attacks and so that's what i did I, and i bought i bought four attacks because i have uh, fury four and um and uh let's see let's see how did it go um i don't remember the exact order so let's just say um uh attack one hit and did two damage okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is this is right. Attack one, hit, and did two damage, and then um, and then I bought my second attack and I rolled snake eyes, and then I bought my third attack and I hit. I rolled a one and like a four, or one or a three or something. I, I was able to hit because the defense was dropped, and um, and but then I rolled three ones on damage, doing no damage. Oh man! And then and then I bought my fourth and final attack, and what did I roll? snake eyes so in the span of three successive rolls i rolled eight ones i mean are you are you hearing me i mean it was and i I only did with four attacks from a super hyped up you know uh you know titan gladiator and i did two damage i mean talk about talk about needing to roll the dice right sad elephant (laughs) so yeah but But, that's that happens that's the dice right yeah. yeah Well, the the German league it looks it looks exciting. Um, you know, players are uh, players are getting involved, and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what um, you know the the finished armies at the end, kind of what the lists are. So, 
uh, maybe next year, the next go around, maybe you can join. Yeah, probably be a better spot. But yeah, um, so from from this, since you've played a lot of seventy five point games, how are you liking kind of going back to basics? Because I know when I first started, we played like one battle box, and we went to like twenty five, couple twenty fives, and like fifty, and then seventy five. <laughs> like, yeah, so uh, that's a good question. Um, I love going back to the basics, um, but at the same time, I, I wish I could do more. Like it, it just feels like I'm doing so let so little on a turn. But you know, a couple months ago when I started playing. We, I was very intentional and slow with playing with him. We did a couple zero points, then a 10, then a 15, then a 20. And we did every stair step. The journeyman league that we're in actually is just going to progress by 15 points each each week or whatever. And so for, for the Oz, I did it even slower. And, and so I'm kind of used to actually playing some of the smaller point games in that way because it was only just a couple months ago that Oz started playing. Um, and And for me... I've never really built a list like this before. So you have to build on your previous list. It's not like here's a fresh, like next week is 15 points. Here's a fresh 15, build a 15-pointer. No, no, no. You have to use your battle box, and then you add to it. And so as you're building, one of the things you can do to manipulate the, the build point each week is you don't have to build all the way to the 15 points. You can build up to four points down. So so you if you know you're going to add, you know, a full unit of something plus a UA in two weeks, the week before you play some points down to create space for that or something. And so it requires a little bit of different planning. You don't get theme point uh, theme benefits until um, maybe halfway through, I think, the journeyman league. And so so we're just it's straight battle points and straight nothing nothing fancy and um, and and to be honest, it's kind of fun. So Great. I'm learning Beast Master Zakar, and I'm learning how awesome Mortality is. And now I just want a range extender for his spell, and then he wouldn't be up in the fray so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. My first game with Beast Master Zakar, Ozzy assassinated me. So <laughs> oh, no. a little too close. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, that was before the Journeyman League started. So it doesn't count. <laughs> so, well, let's let's move on to our main topic for the day. I just just alluded to the idea of, of a theme force, and um, when I first started playing, um, to be honest, I I don't know if theme forces existed right away out of the box of Mark III, or if they did. I certainly did not have a handle on them, and then and then over the last couple of years, they started adding them. Now all of the you know, all of the um, factions have theme forces, and they have multiple theme forces to choose from. So, um, Dan, just succinctly for our listeners, just explain what a theme force is, and then maybe some of the benefits you might receive from a theme force, and then and then let's kind of talk around that topic today. All right. So, your basic theme force, um, as that most of you guys probably know, but if you don't, is inside the faction. So let's just say like minions. I've been playing them, right? is you have, on that case, three, four, you know, some factions only have two, um, and it's all debatable. Everyone, I hear, just debates on on the power levels of different themes. But essentially, you choose that theme force, and you're only allowed certain models or certain actions. And in doing so, in that little bit of trade-off in your limited model count, um, you get to get some benefits, such as free units for a certain amount of points or you get a little extension on your starting area, or you get 
other other benefits in there again like blind water and minions for example gives the gatorman posse eight boxes plus snacking which is huge so why would you play the gatorman outside of it right um and those different things and for points of units you get um free solos of certain point you know those are all predetermined as well by by privateer press you know it's kind of worked them out um you know or the opposite in signar with their heavy metal is your warjack points you know, then depending on how many warjacks you have, depends on how many solos you have, or you know, free attachments and so forth. So there's that there's that mix of trade off where you're limiting yourself, but then you get a benefit for doing so. Kind of like, I guess you know, D and D going sub factions. You know, <laughs> you're going to limit yourself, but hey, you get some good benefits from it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, just you know, the background of, of us as as gamers. You know, both of us, we, we came from Heroclix, and Heroclix, um, you know, adopted um, the mechanic keywords. And so you could build a force um, based on the, a similar, a shared keyword. And and then there were some benefits like being able to, you know, to re-roll a roll at some point during the game yeah. and things like that. And so as someone with that background in my gaming, a theme force makes a lot of sense in some ways but the hard part for me uh, when I first started playing was not knowing not knowing where to find that and what really made up a theme force you know and and I don't I don't know if I had the app yet or if I knew even how to use the app I think I think when I when I downloaded the app it took me several weeks to like figure out oh this is how it works it wasn't all that intuitive for me in the beginning but um, but like I remember going to the to the store and finding, you know, just these random models and you know and I learned I can look them up and look them up and then, you know, then I can you know, oh this plays with such and such army oh so I just started buying random models kind of in, in the beginning which I don't recommend anyone doing um, because I bought a uh, Sergeant Nicholas Verandai. Uh he's the Steelhead solo I think he grants leadership to other Steelhead models. Or something, yeah. or some kind of it's command the, yeah. benefit, or I don't even know what he yeah, does. Yeah, I think it's the the tough or the yeah. He gives something. Yeah, I've never used him. I have never ever used, and yeah, that was one of the first models I ever purchased. You know, I bought it at like glimpses or something out in Twelveton, and and you know, for sure, what I think it is where where glimpses is, and um and you know, I have this problem where whenever I go to a game store, I want to support the game store, so I usually will buy something before you know you know before I walk out, and so that day it happened to be Nicholas Verandai, <laughs> whom I've never used, and <laughs> right, you know, and so and so when I figured out what a theme force was then it really 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 helped my wallet you know because then i can say okay this model i can use and um and uh so as a kdor player you know i think one of the early themes was the jaws list and so of course i'm gonna buy Widowmakers. booyah right. <laughs> all these jacks sure thing <laughs> more stumpy robots yeah but one of the things I wanted to talk about, I guess, is um, when you buy a Mark III battle box, which is the the most recent, you know, starters, if you will, for for each faction. You get um, you get your starting battle group. You get some cards. You get some dice. You get some tokens. Get the little little rangefinder piece of paper thing, and 
and you get um, and you get what's called an introductory guide. And so I'm holding in my hand the introductory guide for Scorn. And so when you open it, the first thing you get is you get a story um, about. In this case, it was Beastmaster Zakar, who was the caster in the box. So I'm gonna guess that every story is unique to to that particular caster in the faction. Did you read yours when you bought your? Uh, honestly, I didn't give it too oh. much. I mean, I I dig fluff a little bit, but I'm not a I'm not a fluff master, you know, type okay. guy. So it's, okay. it's cool. It it's part of the world, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't spend hours on it. I would rather learn how to pay. <laughs> right. So, are you a player who reads, or no? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so after the story, then you have the you know, then there's um, a section on scorn battle group tactics, and um, you know, and it describes how to use your Beastmaster Zakar and your Cyclops Savage and whatever comes in the box. But then it, um, and then of course there's the page where it says expanded options, yeah. and so on this page. It talks about the different, I, I guess I would use the word theme now, but not knowing what themes were back then um, as I, you know, as a new player, um, you know, the different like um, kinds of forces that you can include in your, in your army. And so there's this page, Growing Your Force, and it actually gives you two, um, two list options. And so I want to read... I want to read um, the the first list option, and um, I just want to read it verbatim. And, and all of the scorn players are going to go, oh, "What? That's not a good list." And then and then I'm going to use that as an example of, of how theme forces um, have really changed the face of the game. And maybe we could talk to a little bit more. So you get Beastmaster as a car, and in his battle group you get a Basilisk Kraya, a Cyclops Raider, a Cyclops Savage, a Titan Gladiator, Titan Century. Then they suggest that you buy Cataphract Catrati, uh, um, you buy some Nihilators, you buy some Pain Giver Beast Handlers, you buy Tyrant Commander and Standard Bearer, and a Venator Flayer Cannon Crew. Now, in case you don't know, um, I, I'm pretty sure that each one of these units are from like different themes within the Scorn Empire. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know if you can actually play some of these in, in, on, on the same theme now. And so, um, and, uh, and actually that was one of my dilemmas when I bought the Scorn mystery box. It's like, okay, what can I build? And what, and what I'm building is not what everyone else is playing. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of a limitation there. But um, so they, this is what they suggest that you buy as you start to grow your forest. And, and I'm wondering if, if they could redo the battle boxes, you know, three years after the release of Mark III and with, with the, um, you know, uh, the addition of all of the theme forces now for all of the factions, you know, would it be possible that they would, they would actually edit this page and they would suggest in growing your force that you would build into one of the themes and they would give you a suggested list that plays on one of the themes. I wonder if that's a really good idea or not. Yeah, it seems like it would be kind of cool, you know, like I got the Signar 1 Maddox easily into a Storm Division, you know, or a Heavy Metal. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't know enough about other factions to know which theme forces came first. You know, because I, I think some of them had like one or two at the start of Mark Three. I don't, and that's one of the, the histories. Yeah. The history is a little vague for me because that's it before I started really, really getting into the game. I think. Um, yeah. So, 
if someone brand new, so let's say you're playing at Rune and Board or something, and and you're in, you and your buddy are playing, and someone brand new walks up to the table, and says, "What is this?" and shows a keen interest and wants to start playing, you know, how would you direct a new player to get started? That's a excellent question. Um, really, again, obviously, if they're showing some interest, you know, I think we've talked to, or you know, you always hear about the elevator pitch and the real quick of what it's about and again if that kind of hooks them in it's really deciding i think at that point which faction which can be played off of you know aesthetic or i mean i'd even find myself too like i you know i like the aesthetic of a few different things but then kind of playing it you know even when i was doing some signar all some people are like oh if you're playing like, like that you know you're kind of your play style maybe fits better into something else so it's you, you almost have to I think play a few games and kind of start figuring that out. Um, I think some people's factions almost start choosing themselves, but really it's just what looks what looks cool, you know. And do you want to do you yeah. want do you want robots or do you want beasts? Maybe start there, you know, hordes yeah. versus war machine, and then kind of from there. Okay, if you like, oh, you like robots. All right, do you like setting people on fire? Do you like elves? Do you like electricity? Do you like being all robots? I mean, sentient AI type of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's somewhere. Or, you know, do you now, it's like um, the new guys, you like being these weird alchemist dudes that have all sorts of these fancy, you know, <laughs> elemental type weapons. Um, so really, who am I leaving off there? Oh, yeah, the uh, Kador there, you know. Or <laughs> do you like being cold and armor- armored? You know, so I would, th- I would say kind of starting there and then then um, in the aspect of theme forces, then okay, do you like having a lot of robots? Do you like having a lot of dudes? Um, where, you know, do you, you like a lot of magical things? You know, some forces have that focus more on that. Or, you know, maybe finding out what interests more and then, yeah, kind of guide that way. Yeah. I, think, I think those are good suggestions for, uh, good questions to ask, especially for people who are coming from a different game. Um, someone who's, who's like brand new to miniatures some of those questions might not mean anything yet. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a big fan of just putting models in their hand. My very first game ever was out at Nexus out in Gresham. And, uh, you know, um, I had, I had talked to Ron and literally had bought like the box like the week before, but I hadn't b- built my models yet. And I just happened to be out in Gresham and I stopped in a Nexus and, and the guy there was just like, Hey, here, here's my models. And he had a Kador force. And he said, here are the cards, here are the dice, play John, here's John, yeah. you know. And, uh, and, uh, and so John and I played a game, and John walked me through all of it, and, and I, just, I just fell in love with it, you know. And then and I remember real early on at, like, a Summer Smash event or I can't remember what they were, Summer Rampage event, I think is what they called. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I was waiting for, for a friend, and, and so Eli was there. And Eli had all of a circle there. And, you know, and he said, hey, you want to play me while you're waiting? And Eli handed me his phone where I could use his, his cards. And I used his models. And I used his dice. I used his measuring tape. I used everything <laughs> that Eli had. And, um, and we played circle on circle. And it was awesome. And he has a beautifully paid army. But I am not a circle player. <laughs> and I know that now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I think uh, I love the idea of of putting models in in their hands. Yes. So, yeah, um, I think 
Yeah, if, I, if a brand new player walked up to me, I think the beyond putting models in their hand, like if they had time to play, you know, um, I think I think I would just show them the battle box, and I would say, hey, look at all these awesome choices, you know, and um, and you know, and really just kind of pick just based on what jumps out to you. It, at that point, it's just a gut reaction, yeah. I think, and then. And then as they're building their army, you know, then you want to try to get models that um, you kind of steer them in a theme based on some stuff. I don't know. So, um, you know, what do you like to play? So, like, when I was Kador, I just wanted to play all the jacks. So it was easy just to just to pick up Jaws as be my first theme. So Run with it. Yeah. So, and, and one of the happy accidents when I picked up a Manhunter... Um, Turn, I really like the model because just axes, right? Turns out they play in the Jaws theme. So I was like, yeah, what a fun accident. So Nicholas was a failure, but a Manhunter was a success. There you go. So, Yeah, and that's, that. I kind of like that a little bit too. Like when I go into into a new game or something like this, usually I, I kind of dive in. I just, you know, go right off the board in the deep end. I, you know, Heroclix is the same way. I started really before talking or knowing how things work. I was already buying like models because I thought, hey, this is cool. Hey, Captain America set, sweet. You know, it's it's on clearance. I'll pick up a box. Why not? You know, oh, and then man. you then you start learning about it and go, huh? Okay, well, yeah, whatever. I'm happy enough. You know, I got a cap on ice and um and yeah, still remember that hell box. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um and oh, so. Man. Like with this, it, you know, I started buying up a bunch of Signar right away, and then I actually, you know, again, quickly bought some trolls, and not really knowing. Again, I didn't know what, what really worked with what fully well. Again, kind of learning that whole list thing. I was the same way. Whereas, you know, if I wasn't as impulsive like that, then maybe backing up and going, okay, yeah, maybe I'll just start buying these models this direction, right? Yeah. Um, or again, just as far as building and kind of learning what works together pretty well. Um, I thought theme forces gave a little bit of, of that aspect as well in order to kind of limit my choices so it wasn't so overwhelming. I wasn't reading 30 cards trying to figure out interactions. I could go, you know, Storm Division and go, okay, hey, here's these yeah. here's these electrical guys. And so I'm not even worried about half the units or even considering and worrying about what they do. I can just focus on certain models and and go from there. I think um, I think, and as you get deeper into the game, I think it's fun to um, to have like maybe like your home base. Like this is my this is my number one faction. This is the one that I play. But I also have models in this other faction, and it's a tremendous palate cleanser. And um, so when I first, you know, Kador doesn't 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 have some of the fun toys that some of the other factions have. It's a just it's a very straightforward kind of army. And so um, when I first branched out of Kador, it was Cephalix. And, and so I picked up Cephalix, and it was a tremendous palate cleanser because they could do all this fun stuff. And, and it had different orders of activation. And, and I'm playing with a million dudes. And, and to have a caster that can do TK is brilliant. Right. You know, and so... Um, and so for a long time, that's the only Mercs I played. And, and our buddy Dan kind of made fun of me a little bit, calling me a Mercs player. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm yeah. not a Mercs player. 
I'm a Cephalix player. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to succumb to the accusation, and eventually I picked up uh, some some Mercs, and so yeah. I am now a Merc player. <laughs> yeah. you got to remember, Dan, though, is also kind of a, a purist, right? He's, he's oh, yeah. a, kind of a faction purist, which... Oh, I, I can't be. He's mono faction, yeah. and, but the thing is, is he knows everything about his faction, yes. and and the thing is, is he's a good player. He actually knows about other factions too, and and he knows how his faction interacts with those factions, and so he's no, he's a he's a smart player. He's been playing for a long time too. Yeah. So uh, eventually, we're gonna get him on on the podcast and to talk uh, um, about that perspective about what it's like to to be a mono faction player. So. I think with before themes, if themes didn't exist, I think being a mono faction player would be easier. But now that themes do exist, you can venture out a little bit and your scope, like you said already, is limited. You know, and I think that's a benefit. And so I think more players have more models now. Um, and because they want to have the choices. Well, today I feel like playing Blah. Yeah. Like I, I just randomly played minions for fun at the last quarterly. Right. And indeed it was fun. Yeah. Like I said, for me, for minions is I don't really play the pig, you know, parts over. I'm kind of oh, two yeah. of the theme, you know, because that's true. Pharaoh doesn't apply to me because I can't field it. <laughs> that's true. Oh man. My razor bores are nicely painted Yeah, and I'm working on my warhog. So more on that for the tip for the, for the hobby desk. Well, let's let's kind of wrap up our main topic right. today, and we have some upcoming events that we just want to highlight. Um, one of them is the Three Commanders event, which is going to be taking place December eighth. And um, I got to tell you, the event is full; it's capped yeah. out. Um, there was a lot of interest in this event, and uh, James is running that, and and he and he's a he's a great guy, and he. He really waffled about whether or not to add more teams, and mm-hmm. you know, and 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 the issue becomes space and material and tables, and you know, um, but then the issue also becomes number of rounds and how long he really wants to be there because team events do take longer than solo events. There's just a lot of it's a different kind of planning and different kind of setup that you have to be prepared to run, yeah. and so and so he I think he. I think he capped it at 12, uh, kind of on a first come, first serve. So um, I want to highlight some of the team names. I love, love the team names. Okay, so um, I'm on a team with two other Jeremys, and so we're the Jer Bears, and uh, we, we're gonna we're having fun with that. But but we have um, some filthy casuals showing up. Uh, yeah. These are some some of those that were there on the i5 team, I think. We have the Dennis Wilson Experience um, team name pending. Um, if that's your actual name, that's that's meta. It is. But that's, I think Remy's team. Yeah. Yeah, but it was not your name. Um, your your new name better kick that one's butt. Um, <laughs> we have Alex and Aaron's awesome adventure. <laughs> so I hope there's a third person. I hope so it. too because they're going to be dropping one every round. It's going to make it hard. Um, Harry York's Iron Sporks. <laughs> dig it. I dig yeah. it. Uh, the, the rhyming feature there. Uh, ben Bros. Hey, we got a Ben theme coming. Sweet. Uh, Steve's Cheese. Um, I don't know what that's about. Uh, uh, Boo Boo Choo Choo. That could be anything. That could be anything. Uh, we have Eli's Potato Wedge Cadets. 
Right on, right on. Makes sense for, <laughs> you know you like <laughs> uh, We have JC's yeah. Three Bean Burrito. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, JC's a cool cat. And uh, and uh, we have Uno Punto. So uh, I, I love that, that the guys are having fun with their, with their team names. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to that day. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day. Yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. And again, great support from everyone because he he went from eight teams to twelve teams, which just you know twenty four to thirty six people now. Then yeah. So so he reached out and just basically asked for some support. And within like an hour, I think two, three, four people stepped up and said they would help. Yeah. Judge and run. Anyway, that really speaks to our community. We have we have a fabulous community right now. It's a great time to be a War Machine and Horde player. Yeah. Um, we have the the 2019 Masters League, which is which um, is going to begin January 14th. Uh, you can register online at, at Cog Collective, and uh, in, the, in the events page there. Um, the way that's going to uh, be run is registrants are going to be put into pods, and then you have to kind of emerge victorious out of your pod, um, and then you get invited to like the grand master event, which I think will be a one day three rounder or something. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I love that, that kind of event because that means there's flexibility with scheduling your games with your, uh, with your opponents and your pod. Um, I participated in the masters last week, last year and yeah. uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I did. I did too. But, and I, I plan on being in this one. That was really my first kind of tournament. Nice. Go around. And nice. yeah, so I plan on doing this one as well. And, Cool. Should be good. Well, and immediately after the pod phase of the Masters, we're going to have a brand new event. What is yes. that, Dan? So pretty excited about this. Um, uh, some of you might have heard of it, but basically uh, I've connected a little bit with Jonathan, Jonathan from Battle Driven. Battle Driven. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, and they were kind enough to uh, share the King of Coins rules and uh, kind of give some blessings to run our own event. Um, and apparently there's been some interest other words in the country as well. So, yeah, so we'll have more details and rules and, and everything coming out and, and iron out all the details, but really kind of excited, you know, our own, our own King of Coins on the short, if you haven't heard of it yet, basically we'll hand out uh, eight coins um, representing, you know, probably representing the original four factions and the four hordes. And throughout the event you'll we'll sign up and battle and everybody else, you know find someone with a coin sorry you give them a challenge and try to get a coin from them and if you win the coin hey you have it then you got to defend it up until we're going to have again the uh the main event which will be the eight people with the coin that's your admission is you got to bring that coin that's right. you know and, and an army would probably be good to play but um <laughs> show on up and then battle it out and we'll have our own little eight-person steamroller sense. Yeah, that, I really like this. So, so we're gonna have you know, uh, you know, eighteen, sixteen, twenty people can participate, 50, right? 60, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the idea is, if you are part of the event and you're facing someone who is also part of the event and they have a coin, and no matter what kind of game you're playing, whether it's a friendly during the week or some other kind of game that you know you can um you can challenge that person for that coin and so there's something meaningful on the line of that game yeah. and so the idea is that these coins would be changing hands on a weekly basis you know unless unless you're just that good and you're and you're no one's beating you yeah. which is also awesome and then um and then and then whoever after the, a certain window of time whoever whoever the eight remaining players with the coins are those are the ones who will be invited into the eight man 
So we have to work out some of the details with, uh, with Ben and James. Um, we want to make sure that uh, it, it fits into the, the tournament scene um, nicely, but, um, but we want to sponsor that. So we're getting, you're, Dan, you're working yes. on making the, making the coins and, and stuff. So uh, we're excited about that. But look forward to the King of Coins event in, in early 2019. So I know we are. It's coming, it's coming fast. So Very excited. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we wrap up this episode today? It was a nice just get together and chat. Um, we have a, we have a, several topics that we want to cover over the next several weeks, and we have some guests lining up that we want to bring on to help us talk about those those topics. And so, uh, for those of you out there, just stay tuned, keep listening. We we appreciate you listening, um, and uh, and we appreciate all of the feedback that you give us too. So, Dan, um, what is on your hobby desk right now? So right now, um, I've kind of leaned back towards playing trolls in the coming year. So I had a, a champ unit. I was able to, you know, eke out some sunny enough weather, primed them as hard as I could, um, as fast as I could, and then so I've been painting those guys up. Sadly, um, I'm probably about nine hours in. I still have some washes and highlights to do, but let me tell you, like an hour, hour and a half of that has been trying to paint tartans. <laughs> why someone wants to do this themselves it looks cool it's a labor of love though man <laughs> yeah i don't play trolls for a reason <laughs> i mean they're cool and i mean it's part of the aspect and you know want to do it but oh now i did it on these units i'll probably have to do it on future units but hey. that's right and you have to do it the same yeah good luck with that buddy <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, obviously, I'm I'm still in the building mode. I don't have two 75 point lists yet of uh, of scoring built yet. So there, I still have I'm still they're on my armoire in various stages. I just need glue and 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 time, I guess, to to finish those. But I was thinking about um, some kind of motivator um, for you and I, um, and maybe even for our listeners, if you want to join us. We have, um, you know, our goal is is to release an episode of Spellstorm Miniatures, you know, uh, twice a month, every other week kind of r- rhythm, and um, because we, we want to have time to play and hobby ourselves, and so, but um, but what if in between each episode we have a finish a figure challenge, and so uh, the reason why I say finish a figure. Um, is because one, it starts with an, they both start with an F. It's, a, it's an uh, alliteration, and I'm a nerd. Um, but, um, but, uh, but more specifically, um, you know how when you have a unit, and usually there's a unit leader, and then some, um, you know, some uh, grunts. Well, the grunts don't have to be nicely painted, but sometimes the unit leader stands out a little bit more. And so, so if like between now and then. You know, you're working on a on the unit of trolls, and and you want to make your unit leader stand a little bit more and give it a little more detail. Um, that can count as sort of a finish a figure challenge. And so, I guess if we're if we're recording, you know, um, you know, every other week or so, and and if we're committed to painting, uh, finishing a figure all the way to finish, right? Whether it's build, paint, and whatever, base, and all that stuff. Um, one figure in between each episode. Um, then that's really going to help us to get, um, you know, to get our painted armies on the table. Um, you know, earlier we mentioned it's just nice to see painted armies. So, um, so I think, so I think if I say this out loud, and I have listeners who are listening, 
um, who are then going to hold me accountable to, hey, what figure are you finishing? Um, then that could mean um, uh, <laughs> that then then maybe I can actually get my button gear. Going <laughs> to make us post on Discord or something. Start. Oh. Posting it and doing a Twitter of a. <laughs> oh, and knowing JC, he'll he'll be the first to call me out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's what I'm thinking in my head: the finish a figure challenge. And so I, I'm I'm starting it now. Wish me luck, and Dan, I wish you luck too. Good luck with those tartans. <laughs> uh, hey, we want to thank everyone uh, for for listening to us today. Thank you for. Um, being a part of the conversation, we want to invite you to, uh, you know, uh, hit us up at spellstormminiatures.com. We have links to our own Discord server there if you want to um, join us there. We also have links to our YouTube page where we're posting bat reps and um, and unboxings and, and, and different things like that. Um, and uh, and eventually we'll have information about the King of Coins event up there. And, uh, and a few other goodies, too. So uh, any last words, Dan, before we sign off? No, that's good. I appreciate all, everyone listening and giving the feedback. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye, everyone. Thank you.